Hey, I wanted to, this is kind of a compliment. It's sort of shade on another podcast company, which I don't mean it to be. And I think if you hear me out, you'll understand. But I loved, loved, loved listening to you and Taylor while I was watching um, the last season of RuPaul. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, helped me binge it at like a steady pace because yeah. I would watch an episode, listen to an episode, watch, yeah. listen, watch, listen. And it was nice. I felt, um, I enjoyed all of this content you guys put in and it like spread out this binge. So it wasn't like all consumed in one weekend. It took me, uh, a, a an appropriate amount of time to consume an mm -hmm. entire season of the show. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I've heard a lot of great things about this TV show called Pose. Yeah. And I I watched the first episode and I'm like, you know what? I'm here for this. So I downloaded uh, that whole first season. Mm -hmm. And then I found this After Buzz recap show of it. Oh, God. And. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Look, they, they're <laughs> speaking to a specific audience, yeah. and I'm sure that audience loves them, and that audience is just not me. Mm -hmm. And it's just really bad, and it almost makes me dislike Pose. <laughs> like, it's had the opposite effect. So I just have really kind of come to understand, like, I think what I like about the podcasting thing in between each episode is that I was catching up with you and mm -hmm. Taylor, who are yeah. both my friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm struggling with this after buzz, man. <sighs> There's one other recap show, but they like I, it's weird. Like, why do you think that I want to hear a summary of the show and that's it? Like, oh, I, I want to like, I want to hear analyzing. I want to hear your opinions. I want to talk mm -hmm. about like funny things that happen. I don't want you to just give me a recap and then say, "All right, join us next week for another recap of next week." Which week's one does post. that? After Buzz or No, no, no. After Buzz is like a panel of people yeah, and yeah. they're fabulous and it's um they're they actually have really great personalities. I want to like, see who the After Buzz personalities are on Pose. Okay, go ahead. I it's a um they have a couple of trans folks on there. I listened for I don't know, maybe three episodes because I like them, mm -hmm. but it just felt like a chore. I'm like, ugh, I can't watch the next episode of Pose because I have to listen to the AfterBuzz show. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to listen to that. Yeah. So now I'm just watching it. Um, and, oh, I also want to point out because mm -hmm. I know that there's a little bit of overlap, maybe not in the chat room right now, but Big Brother just started. Yeah. And there's this little gay boy on there who he's he was in the original cast of Newsies on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I was at first kind of not into him because I thought he was straight. Because something about the news, like what he does in Newsies, mm -hmm. just feels like a straight dancer personality that's a little bit annoying. Mm -hmm. But then now in the house, Joey, he's like a little flamboyant. He kind of like jumps around a lot and is like super cute. He has like a really New York kind of um, accent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, His name's Tommy. Jordan Darling in the chat just said he's so cute. He really is adorable. He's got a fucking amazing body. Mm -hmm. He's, a, you know, a little dancer boy. Mm -hmm. um, he's way your type, by the mm -hmm. way. I saw a picture of him. Uh, super cute. And I'm real. I'm all there for it. And so I'm. I'm. He's. I'm rooting for him. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you know? By the way, is Joey Buhecker still in there? Okay. I, I was talking with Taylor privately off the air about this Drag Race Canada. Yeah. And we did toss around the idea. <laughs> Look, of course, it went to Joey Buhecker, Daniel Brewer, and Donna Sugars doing the podcast. And I told him we would just call the show "You're Doing It Wrong," a Drag Race Canada podcast. 
And um, but but uh, I was struggling of who to pair Boo Hacker up with because I feel he would just sh- it, it would have to be if 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 I were to have Boo Hacker on an afterthought recap show. Do you think he would do it though? Yeah, yeah. What else is he doing? But um, if I were to pair him up on an afterthought recap show, uh, Taylor insisted. By the way, Taylor had two good points that Boo you Hacker should pair him up with um, Betsy Carmichael. I made that joke. I made that joke that it would be Betsy and Joey doing the recap. Yeah, like the way they used to do the Charlie McCarthy show with Edgar Bergen would be him doing like now a ventriloquist show on the radio. Like now, Charlie, yes, yes, Edgar. You know, you're like, okay. Uh, anyway. And he just reads the receipts from his grocery store yeah, shopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, so, um, but I couldn't think of anybody I could pair Boohacker up with that he would play nice with, you know? It, what, oh, we have. Oh, hold on for a second. We're getting text messages. Breaking news: text message from Joey Boohacker. He said, "I can see Canada from my window." So <laughs> I think he's making the case for himself. But who who could he? I, I would make. Of course, jokes were flying. Like I said, Mark and Matt and Gary. Wait, why wouldn't you choose some sort of Canadian? Like, is there someone in that market that you could find? You know. Is there like a Canadian gay Canadian personality you can court and you say know like what's look so funny is like- I am the premier drag race recapper in the US and I'm looking yeah, yeah. to get into the Canadian market and I think you're the perfect person to help me do that. I would love to find here's the deal. I've learned my lesson since Who's fighting? Oh, I guess my windows are open. Uh yeah, anyway, uh did we talk about my roommate? No, you didn't today. <laughs> anyway, um, what I would say is if Boo Hacker were to do the show, I would have to do the show with him. Well, here's the thing. If Boo Hacker did the show, I would want you to. <laughs> like, I think the two of you together are great. I feel like, I mean, this is going to come off maybe as like a dig on Boo Hacker, but like, I don't know very many people who could kind of make, who can kind of give cannot get talked over by him mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah. you need somebody who kind of can realize that he's railroading and you know what i mean yeah we would need some sort of like like i think i might need to have jamila on there or something like that someone who just joey wouldn't feel right yelling at her well you know? or who could sass him right back i don't know i have to figure it out but the point is there's that, and people have been bugged. I've never watched this pose, Mike Lawson, but I get more emails from people on this afterthought and outside of afterthought that I should do do a recap of pose. I don't think we've ever recapped a non-reality show. Do you? I don't think, think you. I don't. I'm not saying you wouldn't be good at it. I just don't know that. I feel like it's not on brand anyway. Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, I know people like the, people do Game of Thrones recaps, but a lot of those Game of Thrones recaps, for instance, revolve around the show versus the source material. Same thing with Walking Dead, the show versus source material, right? Uh-huh. And I could see how you would do a podcast on that, but how would you do a, a podcast based on a show that's just a fiction-based show? You would say this happened. Like in other words, it's the fun of it. Like you said. Is analyzing the the um, the the motives of real people. 
Yeah, and the choices that they make, but then also at the end of the show, it's a judgment. It's a judge based. What am I thinking? It's a reality competition. It's a yeah. competition. Yeah, and there's judges, and you guys kind of act as judges mm-hmm. when you're doing this, and it's like an extra judge and more opinion. Mm-hmm. But like a rea- a show like Pose has no competition in it and therefore what are you kind of mm-hmm. talking about yeah and you know the after buzz thing they try to do because <clears throat> if you've never seen pose they tend to have um a couple of balls each episode with different themes mm-hmm. and so like the the cast of the show walk the ball with whatever the theme is and so like the people of the cast on this podcast will kind of either say what they would uh wear for the ball or they critique what the people wear in the balls mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of fun i can see i understand what they're doing mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know it's it's missing something and unfortunately i think it's just that i don't have a personal connection to the hosts mm-hmm. which is a pretty high bar then for podcast listening in my for my for me right yeah i don't know i'll think about it. maybe we'll do one episode with me and Lori today yeah, and you know what Barney in the UK said is like a one-off episode where you guys kind of talk about mm-hmm. the ballroom scene and how that influences RuPaul's Drag Race would be good. I oh, think that I kind mm-hmm. of like seeing how they cross over. I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Murphy tries to talk about like the origin of some of our phrases that kind of mm-hmm. are in gay culture and then very much in this like drag race kind of culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some overlap. There's some interesting stuff. They talk about kind of like transsexuals being welcome in our gay bar, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting kind of story. And that all, you know, is uh, influences our life. And okay, by Andrew says that you are a good comment commentator because the show is political, and they would like mm-hmm. to hear your opinion on it. I get all of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, creamies, what do you know? You're listening to the Cocktails and Cream Pop Show, and this is episode 384. I hope Gary dies of AIDS. Cocktails and cream. Hey, say everyone! To, uh, hi, everyone! To Joey Buhecker from the Queen City of, of Buffalo, New York. Hi, Joey Buhecker. How are you? Um, did Buhecker join us? Is that yeah. Possible? Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, you sound oh. better than ever. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. So, um, no, we actually figured out what the break, what the crackle issue was, because it wasn't the original source. But that's you not- had a mental breakdown yeah. last week. And mm-hmm. I was there for it. Mm-hmm. I loved – I was texting Joe Batanz and Taylor during it, mm-hmm. telling them they had to drop whatever they were doing and get on the stream to listen to you lose your mind. You were texting me also. Yeah, but yours were like encouragement. That was fake. But I was texting. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. Are you okay, by the way? Yes. Oh, God, I thought you were going to like – die you were it was sick. sheer embarrassment is what it was yeah i felt it and i just reached my limit of like i'm done with this shit i have too many too much shit to deal with in life and that was not it it was one of those uh, things where i could tell you were incredibly <laughs> more self-critical than it, you, it wasn't that big of a deal but i could tell you were like oh i heard the crackling that from, from a playback that somebody sent me it was bad it wasn't that bad. So, I mean, until I can figure out exactly what was doing the crackling and what we actually think it was, was the software mm-hmm. that my computer was having an issue with the upload bit rate. Because when I recorded the show, the recording of the show is clean. 
So I have to figure out what that problem. But you have to remember, you're talking to people who listen to David, that blue jeans guy, talk for 30 minutes about how he has nothing to talk about for 30 Truth. minutes. So like but in in the future, I'm not going to do live shows until we figure that out, or I might have to get just get a better computer because it might be. When my computer died, I got it replaced by like a local bank. There's a bank who every year gets rid of their computers, which are in perfect shape because they only use them for a year. But it may not have had enough, um, whatever, audio card. I just need to fix that. Would you do Um, a Canadian Drag Race recap? Well, I didn't even know Canadian Drag Race was coming out. When is that happening? Where is it? Yeah, I just learned. Too. I don't know that much. I just know it's coming out. Now, someone in the chat room, I don't know how reliable like, this is. Like, they're still auditioning people. But so is, it's like- it, is it RuPaul's? No, she's not going to be on it. She's not going to be on it. It's, oh, it, I'm it's, surprised it's, by that. Yeah, so, she but it's World of Wonder. It's She's gonna, doing the British version, though, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's like Drag Race Thailand, where it's basically licensed, but RuPaul is not like on it. No. How do so you feel RuPaul's about the fact that she's not part of it? Because don't you think that... RuPaul and and arguably now Michelle Visage are the face of it. Like Michelle has really become like the second head. I really believe. Like if you told me that like RuPaul's Drag Race Canada was hosted only by Michelle Visage, I would be okay with it because I feel she's just as much on brand. But how do you feel yeah. about the two main people not being there with the brand? I don't. I I don't care. I would. I, to be honest with you, I think one of the the most stale things about RuPaul's Drag Race might be RuPaul. So I would love to see. I wish love if they got like um even if the person's not Canadian, like someone like Bianca Del Rio. I heard Alaska's part Canadian, um, but like a Bianca Del Rio or maybe I was actually saying, um, a, like a duo, like maybe like Raven and um, Raja, like another because the Drag Race oh, yeah. Thailand. It's I don't two. think Raven's interesting, but if you told me somebody Raja either, I think both of them are dull as dishwater. But if you told me oh, somebody, Raja's like, my favorite. If you told me like, uh, 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 what's her name? The Russian, um, Katya, Katya, and uh, you know, like like that style, like Katya and Trixie. I'd be all in. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So like Jordan Darling brings this up in the the chat. He says Jinx. I think Jinx and Pandora both have something that would be an interesting thing to see. Or they they have an interesting kind of like intellectual look at drag that I would be into. Or you know what maybe really good too is Bunny and Bianca because Bunny and Bianca used to work together for years and have a really sure. amazing chemistry. Bianca, I mean, that would even be funny to have Bunny host the Canadian RuPaul's Drag Race. Hmm. <laughs> wasn't good enough for America. We deported her. Yeah. Uh, so the point is, I, I think I like the idea of Drag Race Thailand having two drag hosts. And I think it would be good for Canada, too. Because RuPaul well, stupidly has that thing where she won't have <laughs> other drag queens on the panel with her. But Back uh, when I was involved in, Can- in, you know, around for Canadian drag, I used to go see it. At least, you know, again, I was only, I was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a different style drag. They had a re- like, one thing they used to do a lot of time is they had live performers. They had a group called the the Wet Dreams. Mm-hmm. And it was three 60s looking drag queens, but like over the top. Mm-hmm. And they sang everything live. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But their drag was a little different. It wasn't as um, fishy. They still have a huge, huge pageant cycle. But they also had a lot more quirky fun drag. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. Now, do you drag. do you think do you have a license to work in Canada, Boo Hacker, being that you're in Buffalo, just across the the border? 
That's actually something that that um, I'm actually going through right now because I'm taking Betsy to Canada in August. Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting a full license. I'm getting a provincial, 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 mm-hmm. provisional, um, provisional. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an it's a bitch because some people just go over the border and go back and forth. But if they notice you going over too much, they're like, "Where are you going?" Years ago, we were I was working for a community theater company. This is 15 some odd years ago. And there was a Canadian who was doing the show, so they'd drive over the border, and they'd have to take different entrances or exits or even lie about where they were going because if, even if you said, I'm doing a non-paid theater gig, um, they were like, nope, that's working. You can't do that. They get really hung up about working here um, because th- there's laws that Canada has that, that uh, it has to be a, a Canadian's um, gets first pick at a job. Mm-hmm. In their country, yeah. Now, is Wendy as an Australian? Is she allowed to go back and forth in there? Wendy, uh, no, because it's even though it is a Commonwealth of of the of the Crown, uh-huh. Wendy hasn't left the country because Wendy doesn't have a passport right now, and she's worried about getting back in. She does have a green card, mm-hmm. a valid green card, but also with everything with the Trump administration right now, anybody who is even you know. A legal resident, you don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Because she could get detained there coming back. They could refuse her, even with her green card, if she doesn't have a passport. Now, Boo Hacker, let me ask you this question. Someone else poses in the th- in, in the chat room as well. Would you do any other ancillary drag shows? Like, would you? Because we've done... Laurie and this guy named Justice Blaine Wainwright recapped the show um, Camp Wanakiki. Uh-huh. Okay, that's available on YouTube. It's a horrible show, right? Wow. But, but that makes it fun to make fun of. You know? Horrible. Horrible. Would you be... Cause I don't know if I want this justice back on the show. Would you be willing to step... How do you think Joey and Lori would work out? Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah no, like I mean, milk and Pepsi. It's not as RuPaul's Drag Race. It is kind of a... a it's, it, it, it's a kiki. <laughs> So, do, so do maybe maybe Lori doesn't do Camp Wanakiki anymore. It's like Joey and someone else that he knows, like Joey and Donna. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, Joey, is there someone that you think you would be, you would do a recap show with other than, I think you and Joe would be good together. But I can't, I don't know. You know Alex Lefebvre, uh, the, the new, he's he's the new Joe Zubia. He's the, he's the, Joe, he's wait. the meth-free Joe Zubia. <laughs> We haven't even. I mean, Joe Joe Boohecker. Mm-hmm. Like, is this something that even interests you? Yeah, good question. Um, it's yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, good. Because I miss hearing you do something regular. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's a bunch of other things. It's a bunch of things with with um. It depends. Look, I think the question is: Are you looking for somebody to basically take? your try and true format and recreate it or are you looking for something different um i don't i don't think i'm stuck to my format my my format evolved to work for me does that make yeah, sense your format I, works yeah, well my, my format yeah. works for me if 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 you have a format that works for you and it's effective i don't care no to be honest with you that's why i stopped doing what we were doing because we couldn't find the right format that fit Mm -hmm. that wasn't boring and just wasn't a bunch of lists Mm -hmm. and when you guys perfected yours i said i turned to don i said 
Yep, that's the correct way to do it. That so, worked. So I got this from Alex Lefebvre on Wednesday, and it said, you and Boo Hacker need to do a show together, listening to your geeky gay. We're great. I mean, together. We're, we're funny together. We're, we're good. I agree wholeheartedly. I think, we would, I think we would need a third person like Lawson or something. Or Taylor. The, the straight guy does help. Like uh, when, when um, my, my um, sorry, Adam, myself, and John Ong did Geeky Gay, that was fabulous. Who's Adam? Burns. Oh. The host, the host, of, the host of Geeky Gay. <laughs> the guy that we were, we were on his show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> Adam who? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, by the way, speaking of, let's talk some cheese, man. So, um... I early, came on here to talk about Pose. Oh, you did? What do you want to say about Pose? That I love the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great show. And, Mike, I'm excited for you to watch it. Yeah. The problem with doing a recap of that show is I think you need somebody who is not white. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who is yeah. ethnic Mm-hmm. And from the even the drag or trans community, because the interesting thing about the show is it's a very narrow lens. And even though when I watch it, much of it reminds me of old New York and people I've known, but they very much have zoomed in very tight on black, Latino mm-hmm. and trans. One of my big things that I always say that shocks me is never use the word tranny ever you're and right. it shocks me because that was such a prevalent word back then and just how people talked. And they've really kind of cleaned stuff up a lot. But I yeah. think that the story itself. Like when she's so- getting kicked out of the gay bar, even no one's yelling tranny at her, which, of course, they did. But I'm saying they don't even they don't even use it in the derogatory way. Right. Like but you don't I mean, even people common, see people screaming it, you know, very common. People would say, hey, tranny girl, like but they would say it as like. The right. way we're like, hey, queen, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's stuff like that that they've they've cleaned up a lot. I do think it's amazing. And what's in, you haven't watched it yet, but they just did a storyline. Um, I would tell anybody who watches Post to get see the movie Paris is Burning. Sure. Because they just did a storyline in the show that's veering off to something that happened in real life in Paris is Burning. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I Does thought Angel so many people die? Would, What? I'm feeling like Angel's going to get killed. That's because I feel like the whole show is like a fictional version of Paris is Burning. Yeah. Well, and, well I don't know if this is giving anything away and I don't want to give anything away to you. But yeah. do you know the story of Paris, and Burning, Paris is Burning? After they filmed it, they found out the, the main person yes. that yes. had in a, a body trunk. in her room. In a trunk that they're like interviewing her and there's a dead body in they the back of the show. They Pose. Yeah. Oh, they do. They go for that in pose. So that moment oh, is fictionalized in pose of how it happened. Uh-huh. And so I know that the dead body is in a trunk while they're interviewing her in Paris is burning, but I yep. don't know the story of like how the person was murdered or, well, why here's the thing. or nobody that. knows the real story. So oh. in pose, they fictionalized it that it was one of Electra's clients in um an S and M thing and he died. And uh, like she, the reason that they never got rid of the body is she felt he, he was her responsibility for the rest of her life. Oh, weird. So they take an interesting, because nobody knows, to be honest with you, nobody was able to ever identify the body. Nobody ever knew anything. Because think about it, there was no internet, there was no records. You could hide shit back then. Right. You know, but um, 
I actually think it's quite, I, I, I think I mean, they're doing a decently nice job hitting a lot of issues and a lot of points. And I really respect the show. Yeah. Um, but cool. I, Here's the thing. It's Ryan, it's Ryan Murphy. So it's about to get really bad really soon and he's going to give up on it and it's going to turn fizzle out into something awful because every Ryan Murphy project does. And yeah, you're right. And it's sad because sometimes he's really, but and you, uh, you know what though? That's not totally true. Cause I thought, uh, Joan and Bet or Bet and Joan was great. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's the, it's Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh, oh, feud. You're talking and about feud. Yeah. yeah, Susan Sarandon and um. Uh, and see, I didn't. I think once they stopped, kind of like the filming of Mommy Dearest, I was like bored. I, oh, I never see, finished I liked it. it. But see, I know a lot about the two of them, so there were so many interesting things that I caught on, and that's how I feel about Pose too. You know, there's things that if you're in the know, you you discover different things. Now, let me ask you, sure. do you watch Designated? Did you used to watch Designated Survivor? No. Did they okay. just do an insulin thing, by the way? Yes, but let me tell you something about it. I, I know I loved, people that were in that, by the way. I, don't, I, I don't, loved Designated no. Survivor when it was on the air originally on, I think it was on Fox. And they had it for two seasons, and it was great. And then I saw that it was canceled, and I was pissed, because I like that kind of show. And because I'm a political junkie, and I like that they're 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 playing all these possible scenarios that that are legit, you know. And they're whoever does their research is really great about it. Anyway, so then I saw it was on Netflix, and I thought Netflix just bought the first two seasons. Well, Netflix is producing the third season. Mm. So this show that used to be on cable now they're saying fuck, and there's gay sex, and they've introduced all these trans characters. And these trans issues, and the hero characters say "motherfuck," "cunt," "piss," "shit," and that was literally what they said. Yeah, it's such a better show, and it's so LGBT. Like this is like a liberal Democrat's dream because they are going for it. And they did this whole section of of interviews because he's running for president of what people really think. And what they did is took real videos of people now talking about politics. And they used real videos in, in them, including like discussions about the trans debate and all this other stuff were real live people. Mm-hmm. And they just, they did it so well. I would encourage you, um, even if you just came in this season and just did a big little recap, this season's really strong and it's really picking up like drug company issues and insulin issues. And like, I think you would like it. Um, yeah. And it's only 10 episodes, but I really think if you're into any type of, political show even in the slightest it's such a it's a gorgeous representation okay. of now okay i'll check it out and it's, not a comedy. it's not like veep which i also think is brilliant but i don't no. really even understand what how they do it then what so show is this i have a buddy i have well i have friends who are survivor joe oh okay so anyway can i talk about so. some drama oh there's drama yeah yeah always so okay so I'm at the fill in Boo Hacker. I don't even know if Lawson knows. Lawson knows a little bit. So a few weeks ago, I was poking around this Univos. You hear Univos, Joey Boo Hacker? Oh God, why do you do this? Okay, is this a Latino TV station? No, this is the other. I know, I know. I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a spinoff of Pride Forty Eight. Um, for those in the chat, essentially. Well, they spin a spinoff to be a rival, you know. But like created as a rival, right? Yeah, Didn't they like get, a rival, yeah. the guy got angry and he's like, fuck you, I'll do it alone. Yeah. I'll do it myself. Yeah. I'm gonna start a drag race recap show. 
I know nothing about this, by the way. I just gave, I passed a lot of judgment on the dude, and I'm sorry. I don't even know him. That was weird for, of me to do. He does this show. I'm actually kind of fascinated by the show. I should probably make fun of that show. Uh, he does a show called The Far Away Nearby, and it's him and like a super old lady. Oh, wait. They were on the Pride 48 weekend. This weekend? Didn't they do a streaming show? Not this Possibly. Oh, was The Far Away Nearby on this weekend, Joey? Possibly. I didn't really pay attention. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure, you guys. Oh, okay. And so it was hosted. I don't remember. What his, oh, his name is DJ Starsage. Okay. So yeah. The Far Away Nearby hosted by a guy named DJ Starsage. And the, oh, at I've, the, I've interacted with him. Oh, have you? He's a nice guy. Okay. By the way, I'm thinking of north and south of things. Oh, north and south something. of things. Okay. So at the at the at the at the exact time that the chaos that happened when Daniel extricated himself from Pride 48, and all that chaos was happening, DJ Star Sage decided to use. He, and by the way, in, in DJ Star Sage's defense, he doesn't know what's going on. They kept that very private, right? But DJ Star Sage decides to email Pride 48 with all his recommendations that need to take place. <laughs> Uh, for Pride 48, right? And, and just at that time, well, look, let's be honest. Daniel and Adam were never that good at answering emails anyway, but it got worse. Or receiving feedback. <laughs> yeah. But it got worse when Daniel left. Okay. Adam was just like in a weird emotional place. So Adam just didn't respond in a, in a, in a timely manner to this guy. Fair. So this, you, you know what? This is a volunteer yeah. hobby of his. And mm-hmm. you know what? He can totally not respond to emails and just be a flake and a jerk if yeah, he wanted yeah. to. Not saying he did, but he could if he wanted to. Yeah. And by the way, Boo Hecker, while we're here, we should also talk about, because uh, a lot of people don't know this, because, you know, my end didn't record the show either. I thought it didn't. It only, remember when Adam was saying that I was echoing? I yeah. turned your guys' audio off, so I didn't even get the show with Daniel. It's just my voice. Yeah. Anyway, so everyone should know Daniel Brewer, Joey Buhecker, and Adam Burns and I were on a on a on an episode of an after show last weekend. Anyway, so Daniel Brewer and I, I we have Daniel Brewer news. Anyway, the point is, cough right in the mic. We're not really hearing every hawk and loogie and everything that you have there. Anyway, I'm so sorry. My apologies. Anyway, so uh, anyway, so DJ Star Sage goes in a rage and he's like, "Oh shit." I am going to start my own podcasting network called Univos, and it will compete with Pride 48. Now, Mike, you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's a mistake he made. He basically went and then is put his straw in the same pool of water. So it's not like a whole other bunch of people he went and found. It's the same Pride 48 people. You know, and so, right. but what he what he's made his network up is just all the disgruntled podcasts from Pride 48. So like. Uh, Pod Cubs, some of which who are also on Pride Forty Eight. Yeah, Pod Cubs, t- uh, Life on the Shit List. Everyone on that, and um, there's some other show. I wouldn't be surprised if like it's all about me appears on there and stuff like that, right? Sure. What I love about the the Univos website is it has all. It's like Marianne Williamson. It has all of these great ideas, but none of them are reality, are practical in reality. Like one of them was, if you see in there, because one of his big things is there. What Pride Forty Eight wasn't doing enough to get local people to interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. So the Universe website, he's like, we will have regional representatives who will organize regular get-togethers for all the fans of you. How are you gonna? Who's gonna do that? Who's gonna do that, right? And mm-hmm. also, Joey and I will know. I, I will tell anyone who listens when they bitch about the the event being in New Orleans or Las Vegas. And I was I always say, it came up the other day. I was talking to somebody, and they were bitching about Las Vegas. And I said, "Listen, 
everybody would have wanted to do somewhere else other than Las Vegas. The problem was, and Joey has inside information on this, that was just, at the time, the cheapest cheap place. Cheap to fly, yeah, cheap the, to it, hotel. Yeah, Las Vegas yeah. is built for conventions. That's what it's built for, right? So the way I describe it is it's kind of like when people run for president and you have to, tr- at the same time, you're trying to figure out what works for each state, yeah. what each state wants to do in each region, but we're not the same. Yeah. You know, here's the simplest way. Mike, what is the rent where you live? It's high. And what is the rent where I live? It's affordable, yeah. but it's not low. And then you can go to the middle America where we have a bunch of podcasts who, what I don't bat an eye at, at you know, a $500 this, you don't bat an eye at it, but for them, that's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So I had to find out what's nearest to most people. And I did so much research and had to find what to get the, our biggest bang what was the most economical way to do it that most people would come? I mean, if they knew how much I like negotiate with hotels, just because I know that if, if I say that it's $200 a night in a hotel mm-hmm. room, there's people who are like, I, I could never do that. And to me, that's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so then also the thing is to, wherever you do it, there will always be pissed off people. If they lift the, the Atlanta crew always wanted it to be there. Were but if you did it in Atlanta, it would be so expensive. The hotel would be expensive. The flight would be expensive unless you live in Atlanta. Atlanta's not set up for it. Exactly. That. Exactly. You know, for years people would say, can we do it in New York City? And I would respond back. I would say, I could do it in New York City. <laughs> I have an apartment in New York City. Yeah. Me, it's not a question. Yeah, you can't afford New York City. Exactly. Like, do you think that um, Good Humor Penguin is going to be able to afford that? You know, no, exactly. no. But also, there's people like Good Humor Penguin who I love, who it, won't come to New Orleans because he's afraid of it. He thinks it's high crime and all that stuff. So, like, you know, release him in New York City, and you know. I don't care what anybody says. If you're from L.A., New York City and L.A., even though we both think of them as the two juggernauts in the country, are completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, L.A. is nothing like New York. And if you're from one or the other, way. it's scary. Lawson, Joey's never been in Los Angeles. Okay. You know, what I'm saying is, if you're in New York City, you can get anywhere basically in 15 yeah, minutes. That is true. And that is a great true. transportation thing. And if you're dropped off in L.A., you know, even though everything looks like it's right next to each other, you're talking hours. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So anyway, so the Univos does this crazy thing, right? And then all the all the disgruntled Pride 48 people have gone there. Okay. Okay. So I'm poking around the website, <clears throat> and I find this show called Not Quite a Cat Lady. And it's host- way too much free time on his hands. It's hosted by Vivian Lee. Nay. Are you doing this again? We've already talked about Vivian Lee. No, but they're not in this show. Vivian Lee, hosted by... And there's developments, too. Nay, yeah. uh, Carmel Rosen. Nay, Brenda Boo. Okay? You know I don't like when you pick on her. Nope. We're not, We're not picking on her, not though, picking right? On her. You're not, Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to pick on her right now. I'm not going to pick on her. So I find this diary. Oh, wait, you've communicated with her yes, since yes, we've yes, last talked yes, about it. There's been which, developments. There have been developments. And I think that, that your communication with her, Joey Patance, mm-hmm. yes. uh, and I would like to tell Joey Buhecker, kind of makes it like clear that you're not – it's not you just poking fun at her. Yeah, no, like she, no. And we made totally very real – She yeah. knows what's going on, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, so I play this diaromat cat lady. The premise being that Lori is this person, right? Oh, okay. okay. So we do one episode, and then this musing Mark gets really upset, right? Yeah. Okay. 
And he writes me this mean, not mean, angry comment about, I'm not going to repeat it here, but just horrible things. Horrible things about Brenda, actually. In defending Brenda, he insults her, right? Yeah, but like, in confidence to you. Yeah. He's the one he wrote. It's somebody who obviously has mental issues. (laughs) Yes, and lives a very sad, lonely life. Yes. Right? So I reach out to Brenda, and we have a really great conversation. She comes on the show. It's an amazing, positive show. Lori invites her to do Camp Wanakiki with her, and it's it's an earnest invite. Uh, they really hit it off. It's a very funny episode. People love the episode, yada, yada, yada. Right. Let me just interject. What I think is interesting about Brenda, because Brenda is such a Midwestern, like, I don't want to say closet, but she's a very simple individual. But I will tell you that I there's something about her podcasting that I actually am interested in listening. She mm-hmm. has, she she actually is decent, I think, on the air, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think she's actually quite interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Well, I, go ahead. I agree with you. But I think that's the voyeurism of early podcasts. It is. You watch yes. Yes. Personal it's like, yes. It's like CB radio interesting. Like, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Person and right. where are they talking yes. to me from and what yes. am I – Yes. All of yes. that. Well, yeah. because it's a life that we don't understand. Yes. Yeah. I agree with all of you. That And, and, and you know, West Stone, uh, Pride48's West Stone called me – the reason I found out about this drama was because of West Stone. So what happens is Monday, I think, or so, West Stone calls me. And he was like, so – and by the way, okay, everyone should know too. We used Brenda's voice for the opening of our Dubious Intent tribute. Before I even recorded it, I talked to Brenda about it. She thought it was hilarious, was all for it. After we recorded it, I sent her the bit. She thought it was hilarious. She gave a big <laughs> thumbs up. I said, we won't use it if you don't want to use it. She said, no, I think it's super funny. Uh, yes, please use it. So okay. even when you hear the opening, Brenda gave her her stamp of approval. This is a lot of drama that I had no idea yeah, even yeah, yeah. happened. So then on Monday, Wes Stone messages me and he says, so were you just stringing Brenda along to make fun of her the whole way? Right. And I go, what are you talking about? And okay. I will say this. So Wes Stone called me in a very, how do I put this? Accusatory. I'll say a lot of negative things about you, but that's not who you are. Okay, accusatory way, but I will say was willing to listen, and so I don't hold anything against West Stone. He was protecting his friend, right? But he was sure. willing to listen and stuff like that, and at the end of that phone call, he was fine. But I explained because West Stone doesn't listen to anything like this. So I tell him what happened, and what happened was, and <laughs> Mike Lawson's had run-ins with this person before, too. Musing Mark messages. Okay, so Musing Mark comes after me, and I get really upset, and I block him from Patreon. Right? <laughs> this is that first one. In He's the, in a the, Patreon subscriber. He was. So anyway, oh, Joe. So then Mark goes to all around Pride Forty Eight hater and shit stirrer and hater of Mike Lawson. That Peter G. Right? He doesn't hate me. What? Wasn't there a thing where he was? Where you guys would fight all the time when he? <laughs> Remember the one no, I, I just don't, he has like a strong personality, and I think I do too. And so I'm very dismissive, and he wants to fight, and mm-hmm. it kind of is like oil and water. So okay. I will say something, and he'll say like, "You used the wrong word," and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And he wants to fight, and so like we have this weird relationship. I wouldn't call us friends. Yeah, Peter has a strong friend. personality on air. In person, he's very docile. He bought me a very expensive dinner in Berkeley once. Like we, like we. <laughs> Are you okay? 
Are you okay, Joey? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I was doing dishes oh. while I was moving stuff around while oh, you were okay. talking. Oh, we thought you like had a stroke and <laughs> Yeah, that happened too. Okay. So anyway, so using Mark after I block him, goes to that Peter G. And he Who is said, a nice man but has strong feelings about things. So he tells that Peter G. Patan has been just trashing Brenda on Patreon and she okay. doesn't even know. So that Peter G. goes to Brenda and tells her this. So, and I still haven't listened to Not Quite a Cat Lady episode 43, but I heard from Wes that essentially Brenda is now under the impression that everything that Lori and I did, everything we said, everything was just making fun of her secretly and trolling her and that we backstabbed her. Uh, now, have you reached out to Brenda? So I had Lori reach out to Brenda because <laughs> Brenda's very Brenda's very fond of Lori, right? And yeah. so I know that Lori has texted to set up a phone call. Lori, according to Brenda, when they last texted, she had food poisoning. And so when they had food poisoning, when she, when she was better, she would have a phone call with Lori. But she still, according to Lori, is down for doing Camp Wanna recap. By the way, I offered, I thought it'd be, because there was an episode of, of Not Quite a Cat Lady where uh, Brenda talked about how she's opposed to commercials on podcasts. So I thought it'd be funny to pay her. This is actually one of the first phone calls. I would pay her money to put commercials for our podcast on her show. <laughs> and, um,. And that's how the conversation... So I've offered Brenda money. I've offered Brenda... I, I was actually almost going to put Not Quite a Cat Lady on Afterthought, you know? Uh, so I'll reach out after Lori talks to her. I just think it was Musing Mark trying to cause trouble. I think it's important if I... Let me rephrase. If I were in your situation, I would prioritize her sort of like her ability to make choice and a lot like throw everything at her and say like look you can listen to everything we like you and you know you are so fascinating to us if you want to do more cool and if you never want to talk to us again cool like you tell us how you want this to proceed and we'll do that so then she knows that she's the one making these choices because i feel like that peter g and using mark have maybe made her feel like she's the sucker in all this and that's so the funny that thing might be important. that's the funny thing and i think she's under the impression that she there's nothing she hasn't heard when we first spoke uh, you know i have an ability to let people listen to anything they want just because in dropbox and so yeah. i gave her access to all of the fat camp episodes so right. she has access to every Fat Camp episode, and before she even but having access the, to all the no. Fat Camp episodes is way different from having listened no. to all. Hold the on, Fat no, no, Camp she episodes. listened to all of them before she even came on the air. She listened to every single one. What? Yeah, because she what, said, what, "Do you I think know. she did?" Yes, because because what I told her, I said, and I even told her on the first phone call, I said, "Listen, we've poked fun of you. We think it's very funny what you say. We specifically, you know, particularly, we I told her about what, how we think this is so funny." Two dollars for a, for bottle, a bottle of water. water we thought that that was so funny and so since and i said since Lori and i gave gave it to you gave you the business we want to give you a chance to give it right back at us and so if you want to roast us go right ahead i go we do a show called fat camp you can roast us right and um so she listened to every episode of fat camp and the episode she did with us was roasting us or her version of roasting us on fat camp yeah, I think this is Mountain Molehill. Yeah. It's, um, it's a miscommunication. Mountain Molehill by Musing Mark. Yeah. So Barney Which, I like Musing Mark by, a lot, by the way. He's a very nice man with a lot of... He's very gentle. So for him to send you a strongly worded email 
took a lot, I bet. And so those feelings are also real. And he does feel that you are jabbing at his friend, even if, you know, he maybe friend might be not be the right word. He feels like you're jabbing at this mentally ill, lonely woman. Mm-hmm. You know those, those are real feelings. And- Go ahead, Joey. I know you're not being a dick because you wouldn't invest this much time in it if you really were just being a dick about it. Yeah, but what it is is now I'm like I do want to make up we with her. Still but talk now- about Mark and Ed. <laughs> oh my god! No, but that's a different kind of thing. He wouldn't go out of his way to to anything with them. You know what's so funny, Boo Hacker? Before we get to the Daniel stuff, you know what's so funny is I will say I did this dubious intent, intent thing. The people on my network didn't understand it, so I released it on my network afterwards, and they were like, "Eh, I don't get it." Right? And is it something I'm able to listen to? Do I, I, can, to, t- I can send it to you, right? If I said sub- subscribe to you on Patreon, would I be able to hear it? Yes, but I'll just send it okay. to you. Okay. No, but I do – that was the reason I should subscribe. Like I, I have been wanting to, so now I will. Okay. That's all. So Take anyway, um, what I was going to say is I was so – I felt all the drama that – we can talk about it now, now that Pride 40 is over – is there was a lot of drama leading up to this dubious intent thing, right? Where Adam was – convinced that i was gonna go on there and just shit on him on the air right and everyone ever heard about the story of the frog and the scorpion (laughs) wait we talked about this already (laughs) so anyway so the point is that that's not what it was but what i'm gonna say is even when i what's what's so funny here's some so here's some here's some inside tea okay by the way there's a podcast for you and i the frog and the scorpion podcast i know that's what should be called so the, here's some insight tea, is while the show was airing, while we were on the air, I was getting text messages from Adam Burns, who was really upset. Why? I didn't hear the show. He, oh, okay. Well, no, because he, he, he at the end, he was happy. But he said that people were in the chat room shitting. Uh, he goes, so he wrote something along the lines of, <clears throat> no offense but your listeners are assholes, right? And it, because according to him, people are going Should there. Should you be saying this? I mean, like, run after breakfast. Wait, before you even go forward, because I can see what this is going, let me just tell you. He doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. Because when Daniel used to go through his trashing, trashing sections of me, mm-hmm. uh, dubious intent, yeah. and Adam just stood there and sometimes poked at the fire, and then all the chat room listeners would just like obliterate me. He he doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. So Fuck. his point: why why does he feel that your listeners were being assholes? Well, because what I, I have I said went back and read the chat room because I was in there. I don't know. This person's not here. This listener's not here. It's interesting. I would love to have his in, input here. But there was one listener in particular named Flavio Heels. Right? Yeah. And Flavio was poking the bear, so to speak, in the room. Now, that said, that said, hold on. That's why I wish, I wish Flavio were here. Yeah. That said, there were some Pride 48 people. And I had a long talk with Taylor about this after, you know, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And maybe, and Mike, I'm sure, I'm sure you would have the same opinion that Taylor had. But let me finish this point first, is I was a little disheartened when I went back and read the chat room that there were certain people like Yaz Mamadou, Cosmic G, and one other per- – oh, there was a Mib who I think was either West Stone or Turnip Head, right? But of those three people were just 
fucking coming for me like nobody's business in the chat room. And so I have a suspicion that Flavio was giving it back to them to defend me. Uh, right? Yeah. So, And I think there's also something to be said about... Like, imagine in a Pride 48 chat room if Scott yeah. the Seder came in and yeah. called me an asshole. Yeah. There's a history there that no one in that chat room would say, like, oh, Scott and Mike are going at it. Yeah. But on the flip side, like, if Daniel Brewer came in and called me an asshole, then there would also be people that, like, oh, shit, this is going down. Because mm-hmm. there's also a history there, right? Yeah. And I think that maybe some of the we're in this like comfort zone where we feel like we can dish it very comfortably. Cause mm-hmm. that's what we do a lot of times when yeah. we're in this very comfortable space. Yeah. We kind of just tear one, one another down and we mm-hmm. laugh at it. And yeah. like that vulnerability is kind of part of why all of this is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's when the groups kind of mix, it's very difficult for those histories to also mix because we don't automatically understand what's r- the subtext or the, you know, of kind of our, language and all that so. yeah so what i was when i was talking to taylor about a couple of days later was um and, it, and it, i didn't even call him to talk about it. we were talking about something else and it came up organically is i'm not hurt by this because i have my own thing and whatever but I, i'm really puzzled and this is going to sound very bizarre i know you and boo heck are going to jump on me when i say this <laughs> us patreons get to choose our family yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, barney in the uk i saw that's very funny um and I really am very puzzled by this. Legitimately puzzled. Because Yas Mamadou and Cosmic G and whoever this MIB is clearly are not Patreon supporters. They only know, you know, pre-2016 Joe Batanz. But there's this perception of Pride in Pride 48 that Joe Batanz is just a fucking raging asshole. And I'm not kidding. I don't understand where that perception comes from. And so you Yeah, guys- but come on. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's not that you're you are an asshole, but you do have a character, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe at one time it was like uh, at a ten, and it's no longer at a ten. But you do still play that character on TV, and and I, I this is a weird comparison because he's also sort of in broadcast. Well, he is in broadcasting, but like a Howard Stern, right? Like he is not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. He he's not, you know parading lesbians in quite at the same rate that he used to but like Mm -hmm. that's still kind of who he is you know he still has that character and people are going to come at him that's kind of what taylor said taylor was like that was sort of your role and he's like you've evolved but they haven't been there to see the evolution and so they're just still going off of the character that they knew before who he, he even said and this is a really good point, too, I think he said, which is that, like, you and Boo Hecker and you and Lawson give each other shit. And he goes, it's really good broadcasting. It's really funny. But people think that's how you are with everybody. And they don't realize that you guys are friends. And they think that they're your friends. So yeah. that in that, their head. That's a little different, though. That's I think that's almost from someone who, like, adores you. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who kind of adore you and come at you strong because they think that that's, you know, the way that you are and how to get in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this other this is a different problem where it's people who are. <laughs> I don't know what Boohecker just said. But... Okay, what Boohecker? You deserve everything that happens to you. I can't hear him. Oh, you don't hear Boohecker? Mm-mm. Oh. I think he, he dropped and came back, so maybe I have to, too. I'll be oh, back. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Boohecker. Lawson's going to be back because he couldn't hear you. But what were you saying? This is exactly the shit that you put out in the chat room. How many times do you sit in the chat room and do you. Send shit at me about like attack me. Well, that's what that's what Taylor said too. 
Taylor said that too. He's like, you go. And you in- never know when to stop. <laughs> and now it's happening to you. And who fucking yeah, who you deserve you, it. But you and I know each other. It doesn't matter. Anybody, people in the chat room don't know that you and I know each other. So it looks like you're just being a fucking bully in my sandbox. <laughs> and then people feel they can do that. That's that crowd mentality. I was talking about when Daniel was being a jerk. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, a bunch of people in his chat room who like at Pride 48 would come up to you and say, thank you for everything you've done or thanks for planning this or, oh, I need help with this and have no problem calling me. In the chat room, they would pile on like I'm some kind of asshole. Yes, it gave, you're right. It gave people a license to – and I think – and Mike will attest to this, Joey, because I would yeah. love to have you part of the Afterthought family. I actually do think our chat room is very nice, and I and I think I'm a yeah. different person here. I don't think – I don't think – I think either they get it or I don't know what it is. It's different from the Pride 48 chat room. Well, I um, think you guys have a lot of times a different target. So mm-hmm. I've seen some – but I mean it's not like vicious, mm-hmm. but I've seen – you know. St- stuff being expressed there but a lot of times it's pointed towards like a drag queen or do you know what i mean like people kind of have i think feuds like that where they kind of come at each other and maybe some of it is you know truth spoken in jest but but even boohecker look at this chat room that you've been in today like uh there hasn't been anything attacking yeah if you well you you can you can actually it's not like the pride 48 chat room you can go back and look later but um there's nothing attacking you I'm sorry. What? There's nothing no attacking, one's attacking you. you. No one's attacking oh, you. I don't. I don't care. I'm just making a. I'm not point saying that you do, but I'm just saying that, like, uh, I just think, I don't know. I think, and I'm not. I, they, they might be right, but I think, and I don't even think that the Pride 48 family usually attacks each other. But but I Joe Patans show Joe Patans can be a jerk, and that's part of his character. Even if he's yes. not a jerk, and he's telling, he's being supportive and loving, he will cut in with like a quick. But joke about like how he's nerve. a heartless man mm-hmm. to make you laugh. You know what I mean? Like, it's for example, Mike, yeah. are you ready for me to pick the winner <laughs> from this paper bag? They don't know what you're talking about here. Yeah, this is, Mike, are you so now ready cool. for me to proceed as I pick up the paper bag? You're just confusing people right now. You're confusing. If, if <laughs> anyone in the chat room knows what Joey Buhecker is talking about, please say so. I but do say- you remember how much that would piss you off, Mike, by the fourth time? Yeah. Like, it, you were, like, ready to shut down. <laughs> it always started with, like, okay, he's about to do the bit, so I'm just going to sit on my hands. And he just knew he couldn't stop until I was annoyed. That's so he the would, like, point. He, he would keep it going until it was real annoying. Really annoying, truly annoying, and then he would end it. I'm about to pull from this bag from the Costco store filled with four by eight pieces of paper and a red pen. Are you ready, Mike? In a weird way, that was sort of like a, well, maybe it came before. It was sort of like a dig at the Mark and Ed's of the world and their stupid podcast contest and stuff. Do you think I should have Vivian on with me and Lori to talk this out? I think you should do that if Vivian wants to do that. Yeah, I think yeah. you're really at a point where she needs to be making the decisions on how this proceeds. That's I honestly opinion. don't think you meant anything negative towards her, which I'd be the first one to tell you if if I really think you're being an asshole. I know. Without hesitation. Sorry. I, I really think you just let her decide. However she wants to do it, you can give her that option. Mm-hmm. Say, like, hey, this is one thing that I thought we could do. I think that's very fair. Okay, uh-huh. you're right. Okay, next, let's talk about Daniel Brewer appearing. Don't you have to go to lunch, Mike Lawson? 
Yeah, he has a text though. Hold on, where is? Um, next, uh, (laughs) my phone was in my hand and I was looking for it. Uh, next, Joey, let's talk about, because a lot of people don't know about this, but, so last weekend, during the Pride 48 weekend, Adam Burns, co-founder of Pride 48, had a, uh, a show called The Geeky Gay, and it was the last show of the night. Yep. And he had me and Joseph L. Buhecker on the show as co-hosts, and you know, to be honest with you, uh, Lefebvre was talking about that episode. He said it was a great episode, which I haven't listened back to it, but he just said the combination of the three of us is just sort of magic, all right? Well, it's Joe and I, but go yeah. on. But, but well, Adam is such a great foil. He is a perfect straight man. I have always said this. I said, well, always. We, we've done that to Lawson before, though. <laughs> Adam is better than Lawson because Lawson know Lawson has a filter where he knows what what to share and what not to share, where yes. Adam Burns will yes. be like... Oh, yeah, my butt hasn't hurt that bad since I was raped by some Colombian guys in a back alley when I was 14. And you're like, what? I don't like to talk about it. And then phew, five minutes later, he's telling us every detail, right? Yeah. He so, really does have hidden gems. Yeah, he has hidden gems. He's like Lori. He has hidden gems. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the point is, so we get off the air, and we're just shooting the shit now because the show is over. Then when There's no other show after us, and we're just shooting the shit. And there's actually what people forget is that we were – we, I went there, and I think Joey did too, where we went in talking. We saw that Daniel Brewer was in the chat room. Mm-hmm. And we actually got Adam to talk about how hurt by Daniel he was on the air. Okay? And that was actually, even before what happened happened, it was already amazing broadcasting. Because like I said, Dan, my, Adam will go there. If you push him, he'll go there. And he shared that he was very hurt by Daniel. And then the next thing you know. Gulp. Daniel Brewer showed up on the air. We invited him. Yes, but he showed up, and we had it out. Now, I have my own <laughs> thoughts about this. What's so funny? I don't know. The way you say Like, you were presenting it like he just called in and intruded, and well, then I actually don't Boo know. clarified, and you're well, like, Well, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I actually don't know. Because Boo okay. and I were talking, and Adam was being quiet for a while, and then Daniel appeared. Okay. So I don't know if Daniel texted Adam and said, let me on. I don't know what happened. Okay. So, um, so anyway, Daniel comes on. Now, I have my own complicated thoughts about this, but Boo Hecker, what were your thoughts about Daniel's appearance on the show? And he was, they were on, a, I left two hours later. They were on until 3.30 in the morning Eastern time. Oh, my God. Yeah, but. And then at the end of it, the devil appears and he's like, and welcome to hell. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if Boo Hecker agrees. I was there until Vera popped on. And then I felt when Vera popped on, no offense to Vera, the the, the mood, the energy changed. And I was like, I got to get up for catching up. The energy changed, but you also ran out the door because Vera was about to lay into your ass. Oh, I don't care if she lays into my ass. It's fine. What was she going to mess about? You didn't feel that way for us. Oh, I didn't care. I, no, it was 11 p.m. here. I had to get up and do catching up the next day. Uh-huh. And we had been on the air for two and a half hours, and they were just talking about nothing. But uh, but it's, it's part of my feelings. Before we do that, what were your feelings, Boo Hacker? On what level? I mean, what are you talking about? Did I think it was? Did I think it was good? And I'm going to use the word "good" radio uh, at the beginning. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think yeah. it was. I thought it was interesting. Um, I as I said to you before, some of my favorite memories of Pride Forty are the first couple years where we would go on after the stream after the final show and we'd be on for hours. And it was many times that group of people. I mean, <laughs> the chemistry between that group of people when we're not killing each other and when we're all getting along is great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've said this before, Daniel is 
he has a good voice for it. Mm-hmm. He's interesting to Well, he has a good voice for it. And, and there's an interesting quality to him. Mm-hmm. And I can't take them that away from him. You know, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> he could probably do copy and be interesting, you mm-hmm. know? I think he would be interesting, like he does have a good voice in copy, but like when he starts expressing opinions is when I have trouble. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, that's sure. sort of that's sort of where I'm getting at. One of the things that I did not feel comfortable with, Adam um, was sharing his feelings about how hurt by, by Daniel Brewer he was. And Brewer came on, and it wasn't a conciliatory or even kind of nice attitude. I mean, the first thing he said was sort of attacky, but that's very Brewer. And mm-hmm. then right. afterwards, it, he just sort of sat there and just fired pellets at everybody. And I felt there was a feeling, and on myself too in- included, that no one could fire back because if we did, he'd hang up. And that this was such a rare moment to get Brewer. Oh, I didn't feel that. Oh, really? Because my feeling is if he hung up, we would have just roasted him. I so felt I, I disagree with you on well, that. Well, I think because I'll be honest with you, I think I had in the back of my head because in that Pride Forty Eight drama with dubious intent, Adam wasn't angry that if <laughs> I went on the air and trashed Adam Burns. What he was afraid of was that I was going to go on there and talk shit, and that that that, that would that would cement or put the nail in the coffin for any chance of Daniel Brewer and him having a, a friendship again. Did and he say that to you? Adam Bird said that to me directly. Which is weird because up until Daniel actually came out on the show, we just, I pretty much assumed the friendship was over for good. Like, what was he waiting for? Oh, that's, I agree. And that's something I would think about too, because he would say, I put a picture up four months ago and Daniel liked it. And so I don't want to ruin that chance. And I was like, bitch. Okay. That's just, that's something like me and Cameron. So, uh, the thing is, is that like, so I got the sense that Adam, I didn't want to, not that I, I, I kind of had those feelings too, but like, I was very like, no one can fire back or Daniel will go away forever. So hmm. it was like Daniel firing bullets at you, Boohecker, and saying shit about me and saying shit about Adam Burns. That talking. was never my, um, I, that was never in a consideration of mine, I guess. And, and talking about, uh, wait, D- Barack Obama follows Daniel Brewer on Twitter? Weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I someone just wrote that into, on, uh, in, the, in the chat room. But also um, that um, – what was I going to say? God knows. Uh, oh, but you know, it's like he was attacking Drag Race Recap, yada, yada, yada. He was, it was time for – it was a chance for him to go on the air and settle some scores. And what kind of scores though did he have? I don't. I don't know. I don't it's just about Drag Race but... recap and how we rank outfits. I will say, and I talked to Taylor about it later, who was listening the whole time. He did yeah. say, and I do, I do agree with him. That was Daniel for the first five to ten minutes while he was getting comfortable, and then once he got comfortable, he was a little bit more vulnerable. And I do agree with that. And I will say that the next hour and a half after that was kind of. I wouldn't say magic, but it was very nice and old school Pride Forty Eight, and then. The the conversation was already naturally waning to a conclusion anyway, and then Vera came on, and the energy changed, and that's what I was like. Because I was actually looking for an out anyway, even before Vera got there. I was like, okay, this conversation has run its course. Um, But uh, that's when I left. And then Taylor said that the conversation wasn't that interesting even after. So, Boohecker, your thoughts? About what? All right. Well, this (laughs) I can't wait to have Boohecker on a recap show. I don't want to read into it. It was a flash in a pan. Daniel came on. There was no fights. There was no bickering. Um, 
I never felt that way about like if we were to say something to him, he was going to. I mean, it just didn't feel like a. I mean, I didn't think about what needed to be said. To me, the look, if he left Pride 48 and everything with Pride 48, that's his business. I never had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only issue is the relationship of his and, his and Adams. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I think really needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Hey, Boo Hecker, did you know God is big? Swine flu is small. See every cell of your body filled with the divine light. Pour God's love on our immune systems because truth protects. Oh, did your mom just send you a text? No, that was very Marianne Williamson. Yeah, Marianne Williamson tweet. Uh, Nice catching up with you, fellas. Everyone in the chat, thanks for sticking around. Let's call it a day. No, let's call it a day. I got to go. Good night, gentlemen. All right, good night, everybody. Nope. guys. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Uh, Lawson, I think I'm going to release the bo- post Boo Hacker appearing thing edited down on this Patreon feed. If that's okay with you. Oh yeah, now you have to tell me what you're releasing on Patreon because I'm a subscriber, bitch. Well, you can go listen to whatever you want. There's nothing else with you on it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it was nice catching up with you guys. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>